Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Duro, your host as always. I apologize for the slight delay in starting tonight. Little technical difficulties. But on tonight's show, Crashing Game Night is Ariel Dannon, better known as a huggable hipster across Bye. social media and YouTube. Uh, we are sans the beanie one tonight. He is a little under the weather, so hopefully he gets to feeling a little bit better. But Ryan Shotgun... It's a baby face one, Theo Walski. Freshly shaved too, so I'm true baby face. <laughs> Do we really yeah, need to go I there? I'm the only baby face here. <laughs> I mean, really, Theo? I mean, there wasn't much to shave, but still. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then our uh, major D of services, the man with the couch, should be along here shortly. So we'll make sure to give him our usual customary crap once he joins late. Um, but yeah, so Ariel, how you doing? I am excellent. I have been looking forward to this for over a month. I had it on my calendar and I was like, listen, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to crash a wedding. I'm ready yep. to have fun. Whatever you guys have planned, I'm ready. <laughs> nice. No, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Um, yeah. but no, it's kind of funny. Um, I, to give some folks some history on this, um, met Ariel through Twitter actually um started following her because of tony polanco who is a very good friend of the show um yeah so tony had made some comments and some posts on yours a while back and you guys were interacting like hey she sounds she seems pretty cool she knows tony tony vouches for her so you know what? let's start following her and ariel makes great content just just saying i appreciate that I mean, to get Tony's and, and stamp of approval is pretty huge. That it really is. Like, I, I didn't mean, realize. To be fair, I didn't realize how how huge he was in the industry until I started seeing a lot of his reviews and getting to know him a bit more as a friend. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if it, you it, talk to him, but when you talk to him, though, he doesn't even realize just how kind of like in the know he is. Yeah. He's just mm-hmm. so laid back, super cool, which is like that whole kind of group, like. Even like Danny Pena and, you know, and Cleef, those guys are just super chill, laid back, and they just do their thing, and which is great. And, um, yeah. And it's one of those things that I've, you know, in following you and stuff like that, I'm in like, hey, I need to get her on the show because she would be great to be on the show, you know, just because you kind of, you, you fit, you know, what we like with the show and everything like that. And, um, so yeah. But let's get started. I gotta ask. How the heck, and I've been wondering this for a very long time since I started following you. Oh, no. How the heck did you get into gaming and having a dev studio when you have a major in something that doesn't even come close? <laughs> it's funny, okay, because I have to kind of backtrack because whenever I first went into college, shout out to my university, I went to uh, St. Francis University, home of the Red Flash, and we honestly, our, our mascot looks high. Just want to point that out. <laughs> it's gonna look high. There you go. Like I don't know. I don't know why my camera just zoomed in and decided to do a thing. Um, <laughs> hold on one it's second. I'm so sorry. It's just like wait, it's what's good. going on right now. Um, hold on one second. I it does. You're not streaming. So You're often. not recording content. What is this? <laughs> I know, right? right? There we go. Okay, I just can't move my hands too much because like it does the motion tracking. Otherwise, um, ah. but. 
whenever uh, I got started in college, at first I had an English and biology degree that I wanted to get. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go into this and be, you know, like go into um, like medicinal research to like for medicine and to like help like stuff with herbology and go into all that kind of stuff because I love the study of herbology. And then I was like, okay, wow, anatomy is like really, 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 really hard. And I'm not going to be able to do well at this. Um, many migraines later, I decided to go into psychology and I almost went for a double major in psychology and bio, but then I was like, no, this is just going to drive me nuts. So um, I ended up fully graduating with psychology and a triple minor in communications, fine arts, and philosophy. And that was on its own um, a feat of six years of studying. <laughs> so very impressive, so, um, especially having all you. that under your plate. Yeah. And then uh, it was around the, I think it was um, in April. It was a month before I was going to graduate from college. Um, I was an alcoholic and I had just gotten away from a really abusive ex. So at oh, that wow. point I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to try to reinvent what I need to become in order to feel like I have any confidence or potential at all in this world? So as soon as I got to graduation, I took one more shot of whiskey and then I quit cold turkey from absolutely everything, alcohol, wow. weed. Um, I quit cold turkey from prescription drugs because I was on prednisone on and off from the age of seven to 22. And that gets really addictive really fast. Mm -hmm. Like if anybody tells you that prednisone does not get you addicted, they're lying <laughs> because it does. <laughs> um, like I would like sneak pills in in class and stuff like that just so I could like feel some sort of relief and happiness because um, prednisone is known as an upper and in college you need one of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, during that time I was like, I need to do this. I quit everything. I started YouTube April 6th. Uh, no, I'm sorry. April 5th of 2016. And I, I fell in love with it and I left the area that I was potentially going to be a drug and alcohol counselor. Ironic, you know? And then uh, I went back home with my parents. I lived there and I'm still living here. I'm helping take care of my dad with my mom. And it's been a wonderful so far six years that I've been doing content creation and I've been loving it. Dude. All right. That's awesome. I gotta, That's an amazing story. Before we no, give Jason crap, I want to do so. I, I have to show this because no joke. <laughs> Look at the mascot. <laughs> it's a red flash, yes. Oh my God. He does. He looks like just completely, completely he just off the like rocker. a Simpson character. So, I love it. You know what's funny is that is basically the exact same mascot for my high school, except red. Mine was gold. Because uh, oh we, were, we, we were Legacy Lightning and it, our uh, mascot was Zeus. But it's the exact oh same head. Has that gosh. massive smile. It's just so weird looking. All right. And speaking and of weird looking, here's Adam, Jason. Oh, oh, oh weird looking. Oh, 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 nice. I will give him an intro, even though he's a, he's late. I know. That's my fault. That's my fault. Our maitre d' services, the man with the couch, the one who keeps calling himself champion. The come on, say it right. The correct CGN Monopoly champion. You just gotta current, remember. The current CGN Monopoly champion. Thank you. you just got to remember that he's because he hasn't won once. 
Yeah. How's it going, guys? How's it going? I'm sorry I'm late. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have I have a title under my belt. Uh, don't Jerry took so. it from me that first time. Yeah. Did he though? Yes. Okay. Well, I can, I can we'll, sense we'll leave it up to the reps. Happening. Oh. I can sense so, this bromance. J- Jason, really quick, I'm just getting a vibe from you right now. I feel like you have leather sandals on right now. Please no, answer no. this question. No, okay. I don't. Please I tell don't. me you're going big Lebowski right now. <laughs> Yo, matches the matches the car, matches the drapes, man. But I'm just saying, man, it's yeah, I'm trying to like I was working all day and so I'm just like, ugh. So yeah, but yeah, also, uh, we know how that feels. An airplane that just crash landed—that was a heater in the background. So sorry about that. Oh, no, oh, that's impressive. <laughs> it's all good. I thought it was behind Jason since he's in California. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a heater in California. God, it's quite yeah. possible. Who knows? We you know, we span next. We span multiple locations. <laughs> um. So, anyways. Back to what we were talking about. So represent New York. With that, <laughs> hey, you know what? You're upstate. I represent the Hudson Valley. We're all good. Exactly. You I know? mean, I was born um, and raised in New Jersey, and I spent more time in Manhattan than I did in New Jersey. So, oh, I know. It's, it's, yeah, I know. It's it's. I mean, I had to get rid of the accent over time. It was a bit consuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's is there a Jersey in, accent versus a New York? Yes, accent? there is. No, oh, okay. yeah. there so. is. It's like basically, if you are in New Jersey, it's like, hi, my name is Angela Frangipani, and I got pizza, and I went over to my mother-in-law's, and we got something mm-hmm. for dinner. But you like it's different in New York yeah. because in New York we sound better. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> so funny story. So when I was going up to UNC, Theo, this is before you and I knew each other, um, in my world geography class, they were talking about dialects. And he came off with like an East Coast kind of, it was like a Bronx accent. And someone in the class was like, that's a New York accent. And he's like, very good. And I said, um, actually, no, that's a Bronx accent. He's like, what do you mean? And Ariel, you know, you know, you go to Yonkers, you go to Brooklyn, you go to Bronx. There is a slightly different dialect, even from Jersey. So depending on where you're at, there is a very slightly different accent in the city. Oh yeah, and it's and that's the thing is you can tell when someone's from the Bronx or Brooklyn or upstate and whatever. And but yeah, it is it is one of those things. Jersey just does have a very <laughs> distinct difference in even how they talk. So, so I gotta ask you, Ariel, what what's this about BIOS Game Studio? So that's the game studio that I'm CEO and founder of. It back in November, I started it, and it's. Right now, because I don't want anyone getting the uh, the idea that I and I have to switch my headset over because my wireless headset just died. I love technology sometimes, right, guys? Um, I'm in IT. I am so, so sorry. This is so unprofessional. Don't worry. I'm, I always go wired. So. I can't even hear you guys. Oh, no. Don't die on me. Uh-oh. Oh, it worked. Yay. Okay, hallelujah. There we Back go. up headset. Um, so I started back in November and I don't want the misconception to go where like a lot of people heard that, um, I 
can't fund the studio currently. And everyone is there on a voluntary basis because it's just coming up from the ground. We're literally just starting our first game currently. Uh, we just have the artwork for the logo. We're starting the artwork for the game. And we're basically going to be creating horror games, psychological horror, philosophical games, and Metroidvania style games. You're definitely sticking to your uh, major and minors here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There is no way that people are not going to experience the wrath of my brain. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, there is some really, and I'm, I, I don't know if I can curse on here or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, Go for it. <laughs> okay, because there is some twisted shit that I have planned. So, and the camera goes again. I don't know why it's doing that. It just that was like perfect. A, a it was like, that was like, <laughs> it's, it's like suspenseful. It's like, oh my god. No. Like dumb, dumb, dumb. Like, it's just like just admit it. You got a camera guy behind there and everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's going on, Dave? <laughs> it's a Mickey Mouse, apparently. <laughs> already we got like a little bit of a horror uh i mean dave looks like he's been drinking for a little bit now jeez my camera looks like it's been drinking for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) No, we have some really cool stuff planned in the works Uh, it's a company filled with all of my friends and two of them are dating and i couldn't ask for anything better (laughs) that's awesome are you are you willing or able to tell us anything that kind of like sets your ideas apart from other horror games we've seen? Uh, It's set in real life. So it's set in things that people can relate with very easily. Like this first game, I can say the title of it. It's called the pieces of I, and it's based on how much of yourself are you willing to give up to make someone else happy? And we can all. Oh, that is, yeah, that is very relatable. It's one of those things of where every single game that I will ever create, either will it will be fantastical and it will be something of where like you know, kind of like The Witcher or Outlast, of where it scares you, but it has things in it that you can heavily relate to more so than other games. I feel like The Witcher is fantastical of where like you can't relate to it on a certain level, you know. Mm-hmm. But with the games mm-hmm. that I create, not only is it relatable, but there's really not too many CEOs who are females in the gaming industry. So, hmm. and I want to be able no, to push not. the narrative. Yeah, and I want to be able to push the narrative. Like uh, it started, this company started when everything with Blizzard was happening with Activision. Yeah. And I wanted to show mm-hmm. people that I can actually take care of people in the gaming industry. Like I can actually show people that hey, it's not too hard to look after and mm-hmm. be empathetic towards people who need it. Like um, I even have a plan set in place for whenever we become successful and we get off the ground that people in their healthcare plans will get psychological treatment if they need to have or talk to someone because it's a very demanding industry and i want people to be taken care of in that way mentally and physically very nice yeah and i think what's funny is like i'm thinking about it right and even from studio heads right Mm -hmm there's not many I can really think of that are really prominent in the gaming industry. You've got, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bonnie Roths, who just left three, four, three studios. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Sia Bon ready at, uh, media molecule. Um, you've got, what's her face, uh, with Xbox right now. Um, yeah. God, I can't remember her name. Khalif has her on like talks to her all the time now. Um, 
and our listeners can tell that he's reading and this off of the script. Just so I'm not know. even reading this off. The script. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm really I trying know to remember. You're doing what this her, from memory right now. I know. Um, but like, no, Bonnie Ross was like big. I mean, she's she was running three four three for since its inception. Um, and then you've got one of the studio heads over at Gorilla. Um, but there's not. To your point, though, there's not many female studio heads and i think that's a travesty because there's so many so many good ones oh um and uh amy henning um who's now heading up her own studio that's working on a a star wars project yeah yep i remember hearing about that um but that's it so i think interesting to say the least (laughs) um and i think that's amazing that you're you're going at it from that direction Right. And I, I love hearing that you want to take the the mental side of things and actually incorporate that into benefits because we all know it's a grind. It is an absolute <laughs> yeah. grind being in the game industry. And it is something that a lot of people have those issues that they need help with. And they don't just don't right. get it. And I think and even a- out even outside of gaming, oh, no, it's the same problem. You know, yeah, and, and that's the thing too, where like people don't feel like they can really talk to anybody about their mental issues. And I feel like, you know, not to, you know, it's a bit controversial to say, but you know, a lot of guys can't even really relate to talking to anybody about their mental problems as well, because it all always gets pushed down to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be the case, you know? So I feel like everyone should be on the equal playing field when it comes to talking about their emotions, talking about how they feel, even if it's like, an employee who needs a mental health day to recoup, then that should, that should be happening. As long as they don't take advantage of the system, then I think why not, you know, like help your employees that way. They are the best versions of themselves to work for you. Totally agree. Totally agree. You know, it's a lot of people just really don't. And that's why we see a lot of travesties in the news. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just honestly, yeah, a lot of it, that's why going back to the gaming war, it's like a psychological horror that you can relate to. It's like, yeah. man, it's it's one of those things where you you always have like some sort of survey that people will put in games or like like oh, what did you do like for Ghost of Tsushima? You know, like people are like, oh, did you get the red or the white? You know, like or you know, uh, even in Horizon, you know, at the very end of the game, which you know, obviously, spoiler. Did you or did you not kill off one of the characters? And you know, mm-hmm. like we, me and Matt have talked about it. And yes, it's it does lead you into some sort of quote unquote consequence. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people now that just they don't think about that consequence, and you know, they don't think of the what's next or what happens after or what what gets affected. You know, and it's been happening yep. throughout gaming, you know, and that's why I'm really interested and really curious because of the whole, like, do, do A and B happens, do B yeah. and C happens. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, like, I like, I like those like little narratives where they just like, okay. And you're like, oh no, every, every, yeah. every which way is always like, oh man, like did not see that coming. 
Yeah. It, it's kind of like how Fallout is to a degree, even though I, mm-hmm. I really can't stand the Fallout games. They are very good at making those contra, like contradistinctions of where like, oh, if you do this, you're going to become this kind of person. But mm-hmm. it's there, there's no in between. You're either good or you're bad. And it's mm-hmm. just like it, it's really interesting. Well, I think you take it to that point, right? You've got like Detroit become human. That is a yeah. prime example of mm-hmm. cause and effect. But then you also have the Mass Effect trilogy. You know, where you've got, you're going Paragon, you're going Renegade, but sometimes you can kind of go in the middle because sometimes it's like, yeah, I, I, I need to be the good guy. And sometimes I just feel like being the bad guy right now, <laughs> but it's also yeah. cause and effect though. There is consequences to your decisions. And I think that was what made the Mass Effect trilogy so good is that things you did in one came back to haunt you in two or three. Really? Uh, yes. So I haven't played them yet. Okay, so, and we'll talk about that because one of the rumored PlayStation Plus games for uh, December is the Mass Effect trilogy, the Legendary Edition. Interesting, okay. Um, so if you've got PlayStation Plus, you, you just go get it for free. Um, but there is, a, there is a fan on the Citadel, which is like their kind of main game, like the main hub of the, the universe for Mass Effect in the first one. And depending on how you treat him and how that whole outcome comes out to play, there are things that happen later on in two and three with that same exact character referencing exactly how you dealt with him. Oh, that's so cool. And in the beginning, like when you're first playing it, it me, it seems so ins- inconsequential that, oh, like this is just a fan, right? But then it does have consequences later on. So it that's, is really, really cool. And that's that's really well done writing. That is yeah. such good writing. And I think that's where bio like it's bioware at its finest, right? We've mm-hmm. they've always been games like that and and whatnot. Um that it's just everything. Even like to get like the good like the 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 good ending for two, you have to help out your crew and stuff like that. And if you don't have that relationship with them to help them like to get that quest path you don't like there's things that happen at the end of two that really change how things can play out based on your decisions and how you treat people. So um, I think there needs to be more of that in games. Um, But what I got to ask you a question. What is it you don't like about fallout? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Besides the bugs. It's, (laughs) I'm guessing. Don't get her started. It's one of those things where I'm still getting people comment bs under my videos and i did my fallout 3 review back in 2019 i just Mm -hmm. got a new comment on it today so it's funny because people don't see the racism in it they don't see a lot of the inconsistency story-wise and they don't see a lot of the bugs because they're like oh my god the bugs are character no karen it's not character it's a bug deal with it (laughs) like it's 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 really it's interesting like the if I'm going to go into it because, and just to preface with this for people watching, this is an opinion. This is an opinion, not something that where you have to get butthurt because it's not like it doesn't affect <laughs> the person in any way. It's just my view of the game. So in fallout three, when you get to Megaton, the, yep. the mayor there, and uh, you guys have played fallout three, I'm guessing, right? 80 hours in it. I had 80 hours in a Fallout 3 and it glitched right before it auto saved <laughs> and tanked my like yeah. I literally 
jumped back fighting an enemy and it put me into a wall. Like literally I was like Han Solo and Carbonite <laughs> and I couldn't do anything. And then when you go to reload the save file, guess what? You're stuck in, you're stuck in the wall. And that's one of the Bethesda's, you know, one of their problems with their bugs and yeah. all their games anyways. But yeah. we always yeah. give our opinions. We do not on this show. We do not care if someone gets kind of upset that we have a certain opinion um, we disagree on so many different oh, things a lot. Of the I time. always thought everything that comes out of our mouths are facts. Come on, now. Oh, the well, smartest people on, in the man. world. Haven't, haven't you heard me in movies lately? Come on, man. What? Come on. Hey, we know you love Marvel. Oh, it's okay. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, just I, I I can't wait for phase 72, you know, like I don't know what hey, that starts going. tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> or, you know, after <laughs> after the 17 uh, overrated. What? The 17 yep. uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just need 17 more miniseries that just say, yep. hey, you know what? Hey, like this character is gonna be well, in a movie 12 movies later. You oh, know, just God. why not? Oh, Real quick, Jason, to make you feel better, the new CEO of Disney, Bob Chapik actually has gone on record said he hates how fast they're they've been cranking out good stuff good and he said it needs same with star wars like star wars and and marvel and how fast they've been cranking out content he's not a fan of it so he's going to try and slow that down just a little bit. god thank god anyways back to the mayor of megaton (laughs) jesus that's some um, good news that's some good news to me thank you finally the uh the mayor of Megaton showing us around, we had to decide one of our first kind of like crucial paths in the game. And they're, they're going to be spoilers. So spoiler alert, you know, hashtag. Um, and We're so beyond spoilers for Fallout 3. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play it ever. So no worries. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. But also, you know, do whatever you want. I don't want to be a dictator here. Um, <laughs> and we get to that point and he's like, oh, you know, beforehand, just to backstep, um, we talked to this, like, I don't know, mafia guy who was wearing, like, a white suit and everything. Uh, Matt, you'll probably know who I'm talking about when, when it comes to that. Um, yeah. And he gives us the option to blow up Megaton or to, you know, not do that. But if you blow it up, you get a lot of caps and so on and so forth. But whenever we decide <laughs> not to, because I kind of wanted to be the Let's preface that a little bit more. Not just destroy it. You nuke it <laughs> like nuke the entire thing like the nuclear <laughs> nuke war. it like completely fall out everything like literally the namesake yeah. for the game you would do that to megaton yeah. yeah and when we don't we have the choice to send the mayor after the mafia guy and it's not mafia guy i just love calling him that because of the way he's dressed <laughs> and every time that we were go we would see like I, I you know follow him into like the bar area that was there um one of the cooler characters who i saw at the bar was the undead creatures and i loved those characters they were so well done and i go and i see like i thought during my first time playing any fallout game i thought that you couldn't interact with the cutscenes i thought it was just like a regular kind of cutscene i didn't realize that you could stop what was going on so i see the mafia guy uh, shoot the other one, but call him a knuckle dragger, and that's a derogatory yeah. term for a black person. And I and, and I had the entire playthrough on my channel, and so many people argued with me, uh, sent me death threats, told me that I was wrong, said that you know it's not a it's a, you know 
you know, you're wrong in this. You can't say that the game is racist, all that kind of stuff. There's another point of where there's a Chinese fail-safe program uh, of where it mocks the Mandarin culture. And I know that because I know a little bit of Mandarin from my childhood. And anytime that I hear the language, I'm thinking, this is not the way Mandarin Chinese sounds. Um, my, my dad spent four years in Taiwan, and he heard a lot of Mandarin being spoken. So uh whenever it came up to that part of the game i felt it was really disrespectful to the chinese people as well because it's like you can provide historical context but it doesn't have to be in a derogatory way that puts down the uh, the race of the person mm-hmm. so not only that there were multitudes of bugs i even captured one for the review of where i was stuck between a wall and one of the mutated giants that were there and the gun would just keep going in different directions and we keep glitching <laughs> and doing all these <laughs> weird crap and everything um but yeah that's basically why i don't like it and plus you know the story pacing is off it's convoluted uh the way that at first you're on the search for uh what was it Oh gosh, like you're searching for your father and you're searching for a stop to mm-hmm. basically a nuclear holocaust. And then you're on the search for clean water. How does that work out? <laughs> right. So, and then Priorities. And during, and during one small snippet of it, since, um, you know, spoiler alert, I'm Jewish, um, atheist, but Jewish. Another topic, another conversation. Um, uh, there was a poster on the wall that I even captured during my gameplay of that said, where will you be when the Holocaust comes? Yeah. And I was like, Bethesda, really? Are you kidding me right now? And I think, so things like that, especially when you talk about bugs, that as looking from the outside in for Xbox fans, I think that's what worries me about Starfield is that there's yeah. such these high expectations for Starfield and Redfall for that matter, that mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to launch as perfected as people think they're going to be by this delay. Yeah. I think they are going to be bug ridden and it's going to be, it's not going to be a great thing. And I, yeah. I feel bad for those folks at Bethesda because there's a lot of those really good game creators there that are pouring their life into these games and they don't have a great QA process. So, well, do you think it's going to be cyberpunk level? Um, uh, we I don't think it will be, but I mean, I know there's there still is going to be like a few bugs, obviously here and there, and there's going to be an easy patch. But I don't know if it'll be cyberpunk level, man. Like, I I, I, I want to see and another she's game back. go through it. Um, who knows? There's Ariel. She dropped for a second. Now she's back. Um, oh, one second. My audio went out. I can't hear you guys at all. Oh, that's fine. Um, well, you what get happened? that working. Um, Jason, to answer your question, I I don't think it's going to be cyberpunk level broken. Where I think it's going to be is I think it's going to be oblivion level fallout three level where there's just game breaking bugs that are in the middle of things mm. oh so not like uh what which one was that uh wwe 2021 or bad i think it was 20 is the one you're thinking 20? of okay yeah sorry about that I, oh no you're of, my, my internet kind of bubbed out on me oh no it is fine <laughs> um what we were saying was uh that i think 
you know, when it comes to Starfield and Redfall, I think it's going to be, Jason said, do I think it's going to be cyberpunk yeah. level Is broken? Is it going to be cyberpunk? I don't think I it's going to be know. cyberpunk level broken. I think it's going to be Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Fallout 3 broken, where it's going to have game-breaking bugs in it that are just going to, if you uncover one of them, it's just going to ruin hundreds of hours of gameplay. Yeah. That you may That's not be able to get that too. time back. Um, yeah. Because as much as I loved love the elder elder scrolls series oblivion did it for me you know it's gonna hold that spot in your heart 120 <laughs> hold on 120 hours and your third quest of the game your i mean because i went and explored so much crap beforehand which is great about the elder scrolls game you just go explore right and starting the main quest line the third quest of the main story the npcs that you need to defeat to complete the quest never never populated <laughs> so that. <laughs> so that whole that's a that's a uh, game breaking book so anyway so let's jason yeah. i, I want to talk about x i, I do want to give you a little bit of a time jason because sony has not announced the playstation the, games for december december yet. interesting they have not yet but Xbox did, and Harold, you you are an Xbox owner. I can see a nice yeah. shiny um, mini fridge behind you. Um, <laughs> it's just a paperweight. What are you talking about? Oh, she has hey, a mini fridge. At least it's not the, not the she has a box? mini fridge and not the speaker box. Okay, um, <laughs> it's gonna be like the 1990s. Whenever you're here, I carry like the boombox on your side, like that. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. So, but and Errol, since you've got both, it's great to hear your opinion on, on where you're, where you think things are at, but Jason, here's your games for Xbox. Oh no. Sorry. <laughs> this, I, this, I feel I mean, this is the no last related. No, no offense. It's like, they can do so the developers, I feel bad for them because it's like every single time Xbox is talked about, it's talked about in bad faith now. Whereas we had the reverse two years ago with PlayStation. And here's my thing. So you've got these and if the leaks are to be true, that came out, right? Here's what PlayStation is getting mass effect, legendary edition, bio mutant and divine knockout. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And really good. It wouldn't surprise me if they're true because this leaker has been putting out leaks for months now and they've all been dead on. Okay. But I mean, it's so still like, this is, this is what games of gold, Xbox live gold. Like just, Mm -hmm. just put it out of its misery at this point, man. Like, (laughs) like, I'm sorry. Like, I I feel like this would be the last month that gold's going to be having games because one from four, and the four were like, what are these games? Now we're down to two that are indies, yeah. which are great. You know, yeah. like always push the indies, but just <coughs> let let Game Pass just suck it in. Just, you know, get those mm-hmm. little extra bonuses for Game Pass. Like, yeah, why, why, why do we need I mean, to end this? If you're going to give games away for free, at least give one people that actually know what they are. again i I support doing these like indies and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but just like i don't need to have two subscriptions now for yeah for this like it should just Mm -hmm. be one just just let let games of gold just go straight into game pass and like hey game pass every month now you get two free indies then they're like oh you know what i want to get game pass 
So Ariel, with you having both, right? You have PlayStation, you've got Xbox, and you see these things happening with PlayStation Plus and still continually get some of these AAA games versus what Xbox is doing with Games of Gold. And we're just looking PlayStation Plus Essential versus Games with Gold, same level. How does it make you feel from a Xbox owner seeing these things happen in this manner? It's it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, at first I was an Xbox owner. Well, actually, if we're going to be honest, I was a GameCube owner at first, you know. But you uh, it was one of those things of where I remember getting Xbox uh, Xbox One, I believe, in 2016 after I graduated. And I was like, this is amazing. I love this, you know, this console so much. I, I played, uh, was it Gears of War on there? Loved that game. Ori and the Blind Forest was the first time I played that. Loved yep. that. Mm. And there were so many great games that I felt like were for free and or came with the Xbox itself because I ended up getting Ori and Gears both for free when I got that Ooh. Xbox. Mm, there you go. And nice. that was such a good deal. Yeah. And then I feel like this is going to be sad to say, but the experience of Xbox has been cheapened over the years because all like Phil Spencer just knows everyone's going to buy it. Everyone's going to get on the hype train with it. Everyone's going to fall in love. But PS5, I feel like, or, you know, PlayStation, I should say, they understood the wrongs that they did whenever they didn't accept the invitation the first time back to E3. They understood that they needed to up their game, no pun intended, to a degree whenever they got to a certain point. And I feel like now they're trying to get more of a loyal adult fan base because they're getting the fan base that is from childhood. That's why they're pushing Mm. Silent Hill so hard. And that's why they're pushing Castlevania and all the remakes that they're doing so hard because they want to keep a fan base that has been with them for more than 20 years. And I feel like Xbox is just like, we're popular enough. We can just rely on our ego. Like, I don't like that. And it sucks because it's like they have so many great potentials. But as of right now, I'm more of a PlayStation person than an Xbox person. And I, I will say this, even though we, you mentioned Phil Spencer, you do have to, I, I at least think you, you have to give him some credit for what he's had to do with the Xbox brand because of how bad Matrick did with the Xbox One unveiling at E3. Absolutely. No, and I do. Um, I, have, I have such respect for Phil Spencer, <laughs> but as, as, a, as a consumer and as someone who is looking at things from more of an objectively pessimistic tone, I try to see how is he going to benefit the consumer in the long run? I mean, they didn't really even fully upgrade when they upgraded Xbox One to Xbox Series X. If you look at, you know, logistically speaking, it just looks like, oh, it looks like a better upgrade technically, but that's about it. They didn't change any of the features. They didn't change any of like the way the menu looks. It's stay exactly mm-hmm. the same. Besides and, that, the share feature and quick resume are the only two really good features on that. And it's Sarah Bond was the one I was thinking of from Xbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, th- and that's the thing is, it's like, and then we talk about it all the time. Jason, <laughs> utter the word, utter it, go ahead, say it. Say it. It's the weirdest <laughs> dramatic pause. Right? Like exactly. I feel bad that this is Exclu- a podcast so, and like not right. everybody's getting to see <laughs> his face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're gonna um, do this this pause. It's right? just on long pause. Yeah, exclusivity. Yeah, and I think, no. but when you look at the comparison of the two, right, is Xbox okay? You've got Gears of War. You've got you've got Halo, Halo. which. 
Halo is in a bad, bad place right now from everything I've, I'm seeing online just from where it is. And I I will admit I did pick up a Series S for a little bit just to see how it does. And I did check out Halo Infinite and it was Halo 1 with a shiny coat of paint. Um, <laughs> you know, and then they've got Forza, but then you... And that's it, really. They don't have anything outside of that other than the third-party titles. Um, but then you look at, at PlayStation... Right. Look at the year. Look at the games that have been coming out of PlayStation Studios and still what's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> very much, very much. Um, you know, and they get game. I mean, they just get it. And yes, they're late to the ball game with the whole Game Pass type thing. And am I impressed with PlayStation Premium? Not really. Um which is it's enough to where I'm just going to downgrade to PlayStation, you know, plus essential back, you know, when it's done and over with for a while until they can kind of get that up and running. But overall, it's just like, you know, I wrote kind of an article about it where, you know, the switch had become my primary system for a while. And I think a lot of it was by my, because of the kids were wanting to play Mario all the time. I was back on my animal crossing kick, but I fired up last of us part one. Started playing that for a little bit. And then, of course, God of War dropped. <laughs> and it made me realize that PlayStation's my home. That is where I want to play my games. Those are the types of games I want to play. And, yeah, it's a formula that a lot of people think that Sony needs a break. But, honestly, I love to play games that are for the story. Jeremy you know? was here. Like, honestly, you know, he would have brought up, brought up brought up how... Throughout time, I've always said, you know what, there's there's three the three major companies, Nintendo, Sony, and uh, Microsoft. Nintendo, if you have a family, you're instantly buying a Nintendo product. Doesn't matter what it is, just buy it because it's gonna be good for your family. If you get if you play any shooters, you gotta get an Xbox because shooters on online play are really, really strong in Microsoft. And then if you want anything else, story or RPG, like puzzle, etc., you're going to go with Sony. You're going to go with PlayStation. And I always broke, broke it down that way. And it still feels true to this day, in my, in my opinion. But it's, you still can't get away from it because Sony does put out like God of War right now, which is like the hot topic on everybody's minds. It's it's so story driven that like the fighting mechanics it's kind of dulled in comparison to some Xbox games. And then you're just like, okay, but you're here for the story. You're here for the whole like the journey of the part two of what's gonna happen with Atreus, you know? But when you go to some of the shooters like Gears of War, Halo that you guys have just mentioned, like you are action packed. Guns ablazing, nonstop, doom, all those kinds of things are just, you know, blowing up your mind insanely. Fortnite is amazing on there, you know, you have that. It's it's just such a fast-paced juggernaut with a lot of online, great online capabilities. And you have multiplayers, COD. COD's going to be forever a game. You know, it's going to be like the Marvel Universe. It's gonna, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's, it's the marvel yeah. of gaming, but it's okay. It's I, I respect <laughs> it. 
I respect how well they do with one, with the cookie cutter build every, every year, you know, do they do something new? Probably. I don't play them because I feel like I played one and I've played them all. Mm-hmm. I got to ask really quick, Ariel, is that a death stranding poster behind you? <laughs> it is. I love death stranding. It's, it's my second favorite game besides bloodborne. Oof. Yep. So- Those are my top software. two favorite games. And then, uh, <laughs> we got pyramid head boy in the <sighs> back strutting his stuff. How you feeling about that last that uh, Silent Hill remake? I okay. Here's how I feel. Here's a dr- over dramatic representation of how I felt. My dad <laughs> watched that showcase with me. I screamed like a fucking banshee, dude. Okay, whenever I saw that thing, I was like, so ears bleeding, everything. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad understands my my love of gaming to a degree that I never thought. We actually built this PC together, and this was my first ever build. And nice. that's how much like nice. like nice. he used to build PCs for a living. So I mean, you know, whenever whenever he got into it, he was just like, "Listen, I'm going to help you do this. We're going to get an amazing graphics card. We're going to do all the things." And I'm just like, "Yes, I love this guy." And PC Master anytime, exactly, right. yeah, exactly. Hashtag Jason, you still got to build your own though. Jason, I do. You still build your own. It's, it's amazing. I can help you, dude. I'll help my, you. my wallet says no, but you know, like <laughs> my heart. I mean, like, if you ah. want a reference for how much this one was, this was, I think, a little over two k. That's not too bad, actually. Oh, I yeah. I won't say how much mine is. No, don't, don't, don't. It's interesting because it's like Death Stranding is one of those games of where I I like the only time that I ever feel personally offended whenever people dislike it. That's the only time is with Death Stranding because people call it a walking simulator. I'm like, but you're walking with purpose, okay? I I thought it was the UPS simulator. But it's still still better than other simulators. Like, why do we have goat simulator? Like, I would still prefer... Have you played goat simulator, sir? (laughs) You know what's funny about that? I actually requested a game. What? I don't understand it. Like, just purely off the name, like, what is the appeal of stimulating a goat? Acting like Miley Cyrus. It's all about the tongue. (laughs) Wow. Best best selling line ever. I'm going to go get it now. (laughs) You know what's funny, though, is, like, I went to request three keys yesterday. I forget which the other one was, but one of them was Goat Simulator, and then there was the Callisto Project. Because at first, I was not going to review that game, and then I was like this looks like dead space and I'm seeing more of it and I want it badly. Mm, there you go. Isn't it like, I mean, it's the same head that did dead space. So it's in the same oh, way. Really? And from what I understand, it was, I think it's either the director or the producer from dead space is the one that's heading up the Callisto project. Yeah. Callisto protocol. Yeah. So real quick, I, I we got to talk about this since the the second trailer dropped today. Uh oh. Um. Oh no! All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the second trailer was actually a little bit better, but you know, I got to say this: they've got great marketing on this in terms I don't like of these posters. Well, let's see here. You've got Donkey mm-hmm. Kong and Blessing from Kind of Funny noticed in the background here. 
mm-hmm. is Diddy Kong, um, the old guy, um, and um, and yeah, Banky Kong, and then the cranky or cranky, and then the girl, Dixie. Um, Dixie. Oh, yeah. So they're actually okay. built in there. So that references there's Donkey Kong country references. This is Toad's is a you know Captain Toad reference. You've got Luigi's Mansion here, Smash Brothers, but I, everyone's all excited about this. But the trailer basically mixed Smash Brothers, Mario Brothers, and Mario Kart all into one. So you're yeah. gonna have all those different franchises, and I just don't know how I feel about it. I like I'm gonna take the kids to see what it. What is DK but, doing in the Mario movie? I don't know. I, I like since Matt put it out there, I bet it's gonna end up being Mario Kart. It's there, there's gonna be some sort of stupid race in this movie. I, I'm just gonna put it out there right I now. I don't it's in even the have an opinion on this because I haven't even seen the first trailer. I didn't care enough oh. to. <laughs> so Theo, at the end of the, the trailer, they're on Rainbow Road. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> With no, all no. their different parts. Why? And so the only the, I think at this point, beyond Luigi looking like that he walked in on grandma undressing <laughs> in that poster, <laughs> is is if they put in blue shells in the next trailer, then I might go see it. <laughs> I need some blue shells. Yeah. Oh man. So I just don't know what to think about that. I don't, um I don't know. It is, yeah. I'm just gonna also put it out there with the posters, the way that they look. I don't know what DK is gonna sound like. But I feel like Chris Pratt would have been better for DK than Mario. Uh, yeah. Well, it's Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Ooh. Mm, I would even almost say uh, Seth Rogen would have been a better Mario than Chris Pratt. Uh, I don't know about that. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, Seth Rogen would have been. A, would have been a good shroom, though. Good toad. Seth Rogen would be a good toad. Actually, I mean, it fits yeah. his whole marketing campaign, you know? I, right? It's, it, so. it's so weird. I don't know what's going to happen, but this, this entire might be downfall. movie is just going to be an acid trip. Basically. Yeah. So I'm going to put it out there. What is the over under of it being um, worse than the 90s uh, Mario Brothers movie? Oof. I don't think it'll be worse because oh, Miyamoto has been involved with this. I don't know, man. I have no opinion whatsoever I, on this because I'm think, so out of the loop when it comes to Mario. Ah, oh, dude, but, um, but the nineties <laughs> one is just oh man. Okay, have can you I, seen that I, movie though? Yeah, Never, it's Jerry's no. favorite. Oh, um, okay. I, I so, don't understand okay. why. I'll, I'll, like, I don't understand people very easily. Is the way that they jump is with assisted um shoes <laughs> just to sum it up okay i would say it's not going to be it's not definitely not going to be not worse be, than that one yeah it's not going to be as bad however that being said will it fall into mortal combat annihilation territory potentially okay. i think okay. it's it's better right, than right. the 90s one i just don't know how they're going to recover from this i mean it's gonna be better than Chun Li. It's gonna be better than Street Fighter. So it's gonna be better than Dead or Alive. <laughs> I mean, but I, I feel, yeah. I feel like um, at this point, uh, based off of her face, that we're we're acting a little old. 
<laughs> no, it's not that. But, it's, I mean, I'm I'm 30, so it's like I I I I've been around this and everything. I, I'm I not the best. baby out of the the episode this time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you, okay. Because uh, actually, funny. Story. Hold on, you still are. No, no, no. Hold on, Theo. For the episode, you're, for the you're episode. coming up. You are coming up on 40 here soon. Enough. I'm not even in the midway yet. I'm 34, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Talk to me when I'm 35 next year. <laughs> It's actually really funny, though, because I went to get Demon Souls when my birthday happened, and the cashier said, you need to, you need to be 17 years or older to purchase this game because there are <laughs> mature things happening. Oh. And I said to her very politely, um, sweetheart, I'm 30. And she just looked at me very embarrassed. Oh, don't, yeah. I have the same kind of story I mean, with one of my friends. To, to a certain extent, that's kind of a compliment, I guess. But yeah. I mean, like, I, I've had that too, where, like, I got, uh, I bought movie tickets back when you actually went up to the ticket counter. And he's yeah. like, you, dude, you need your ID. I mean, so, I, so I show my 25 year old ID. I'm like, oh. He, he was okay, given thanks. a kid's menu at, at Buffalo Wild Wings once. Upon your request, Maybe sir. Here, but I restaurant. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I thought I, I was the only one. Don't worry. Friendly's, they gave me the kids menu, and they were like, "Okay, how many for two? And this is when I was twenty-eight. I'm like, hey, guys, I miss <laughs> but friendlies. yeah, I'll take the kids it's, menu because I love dinosaur I chicken. I love coloring. Yeah. <laughs> A little word searches, you know the map, you know. Where's yeah, the no, map? I, I had that same exact. The same I, it's okay. I, we, I don't we always needed the menu so that way I could order the chicken tenders for Matt. But I don't know if mine was a diss to me or a compliment to my friend because me and her went over to a bar in Vegas and she was, and the bartender was like, I'm sorry, man, I can't serve you because you have your kid with you. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I looked at her. She's at the time, I think she was like 26 and I was like 29, 30. And I looked at her and we started dying laughing. I was like, I don't know if that's a diss to me, a compliment to her, but yeah, she's 26. So this is like my friend. I'm 30. And he's like, I mean, oh. at, le- at least he assumed daughter and not something worse. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you just bring up and you're just like, man, that's a hilarious as heck. But really, dude? Really, dude? No, no, no. That's kind of like being the tall one in the friend group because I'm always the tall one. I'm almost five eight. Oh yeah, so you're like, dude, that's gotta suck. You say I'm the tall. short one in the group. <laughs> barely, barely. Man. You were well, our group, yeah, but not yeah, yeah our group, not I'm our other, one. not our other group. <laughs> that's true. Huh? I just find it funny That's because my it's like if I'm if I'm standing next to someone who's six one and they're like, Oh yeah, no, you're short, but then they don't really know how tall I actually am standing next yeah. to everybody of like five five height. <laughs> so Errol, let me ask this before we kind of close things out for tonight, because God, we're already at that top of the hour already. Um is because you have played a God of War, Ragnarok and everything, when you look at the game of the year conversation. What is your personal game of the year? It's funny you say that because I'm I'm currently doing a playthrough of God of War Ragnarok right now. I'm, yep. I'm halfway through the game, and I chose God of War Ragnarok as my game of the year. Really? Even though it just came out for the yep. uh, Game Awards? 
Yeah, and the thing is, is like the the reason why is because I loved God of War 2018. It was at the time what like I one thing you guys gotta understand is that I'm fairly new to PlayStation. I never had a PlayStation before last year. I got mm. PS4. Wow. Yeah, I got PS4 for the first time last year. I think it was like during the beginning of October, and then this year, uh, as greatly as a you know birthday present, I got a PS5, and I was like, okay, now I can play Returnal. I can do all these different things, and I can play them. I think what the major thing is is that, like we were discussing before, PlayStation just has so many amazing story-driven games that when mm-hmm. we look at it objectively. God of War is one of those games that is always going to be remembered. I mean, the first three games, from what I've heard, are absolutely iconic. and It's what's carrying mm-hmm. it, its legacy. And the fact that they were able to reimagine the story in such a way that kind of closes things off in a positive note for Kratos and Atreus is really amazing. And I feel like with Elden Ring, I love Dark Souls games, don't get me wrong, but it didn't feel like... I don't know. I didn't feel as impacted as it, you know, with it as I do with God of War Ragnarok. Hmm. And I got to say that along that note, as I'm playing more of the game, I, I, I think God of War is definitely probably going to end up doing it because as the story is unfolding and as there's more of those conversations, it is for me that story is coming through more and more and more. It's gotta have the full package, man. For the for game of the year, it's gotta have the full package, you know. You, I still do think that it was too early. Well, like, we, well, we still thought, yeah, we thought it was gonna win, but we felt that it it didn't quite deserve it for this year because it did just yeah. come out. I definitely think it should be in for next year for mm-hmm. game of the year. It's just a matter of timing with the awards and the games same with any kind of awards like even with oscars that win yeah. like those last minute movies just because yep. of the hype they end up winning and that type of deal yep yeah, yeah. If, right. if the god of war ragnarok if were not on the list i would have picked stray being completely oh real. like interesting. yeah yeah because i didn't play plague innocence and i did not uh and yes. i played horizon forbidden west but i didn't enjoy it as much as i did zero dawn and I said the same thing, and I mm-hmm. love Horizon. I love. I mean, I still love both of them, but to me, Zero Dawn was just a little bit better. And I think this for me, it was the story was better mm-hmm. in the yeah, first one. Exactly. Um, it felt along the lines of Death Stranding for me, where it had that slow burn build up that was really yeah. crucial for it. All right, last question. Something we ask of all of our guests when they're on the show. Every guest. Every guest. Going back Every to the inception guest. of the show. You should be worried. When you are <laughs> when you are able to get together with family and friends for like a get together or game night, what is your favorite game, regardless if it's a video game, card game, board game, whatever it is? What is your favorite game to play for game night? Game night. Okay, so considering the fact that my family consists of me and my mom, uh, me, me and my mom and my dad right now, it is either Monopoly. Or Rummy. And okay. Monopoly, because I am a chaotic bitch who will take over all of the buildings. Or okay, Monopoly. So you're Jason. Yo, yo, see, you got to control the properties. <laughs> exactly. Listen, it is a crucial time economically, and I need to place my bets correctly here, okay? And, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, or Rummy, because we always place our bets whenever we play a Rummy game. So, like, 
if my mom wins, I buy her something. Or if my dad wins, you know, I buy him something. Mm -hmm. Or if I win, I get a game. I just want a game and a bet. So, you know, we had a Dougie. Okay. No, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, so, those, so with Monopoly, really do you do the uh, the buy up all the houses rule, which apparently Jason introduced us in? Uh, in it is a rule of a game. I know I we rule. checked it out, but we didn't know about it until somebody decided to just buy up all the houses and lock everybody out, and then not do any I, hotels. I am the Elon Musk of Monopoly. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, see, we, I, I, we might have to get some uh, Monopoly. Wait, yeah, defend my belt. Wait, 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 Monopoly All Stars uh, game. Yes, on the Monopoly game. CGN yeah. Monopoly All Stars. Um, <laughs> hey, I have it on my PlayStation. We could do it, and we could stream it. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, we Just, could. That sounds like fun. Um, always down. I'm always down for Monopoly. Annie. You just gotta tell me when and where. When and All where. Right. That's it. Well, maybe we'll look at doing a one night. We'll do a. Monopoly All Stars with some yeah. past guests. Always, um, always, anyways, always so, down to defend my belt, my Monopoly so, championship belt. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the one with the belt here, so clearly Ooh. you're gonna be in the ring here. She's already okay. taking it. Um, so with that, that, so with that, um, you know, Ariel, <laughs> thank you for coming on and crashing game night with us. Um, I think we could keep going and going and going all night. Um, easily, you are totally per easily. usual. You are welcome back. Anytime you want to. Oh, thank um, you. It was so much fun being on here. So real quick, why don't you uh, let the listeners and the viewers know how to follow you other than by then go to your profile on crashinggamenight.com, which is live right now. So you guys can follow me on YouTube at Huggable Hipster. Uh, it's it's getting so close right now. It's a partner. I can taste it. Uh, we just got, what was it? We just got notified of that ad thing. I don't know if uh, you guys were told, like, I, I don't know about the ad thing, how widely spread it is, but yeah, we just got notified like different features. Yep. So it's cool. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Huggable Hipster and you guys can find me on Instagram at Huggable Hipster Gaming. So. Cool. Nice. So for uh, all listeners, you know, thank you for crashing game night with us as always it's our pleasure to give you a distraction from the daily grind hope everybody had a happy and safe thanksgiving last weekend um if you if the first time you were joining us hey you like what you heard give us a follow here on twitch or head on over to crashinggamenight.com to find out all the platforms we are on whether that be audio or video and catch our past episodes um and profiles on all of our guests And as always, folks, just be excellent to each other and stay frosty. That's right, my fellow nerds. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was really good. (laughs) Yeah, you thought Jerry was here, huh? That was really good. You thought Jerry was here. Anyways, guys. um, The beanie one showed up. (laughs) (laughs) As per usual with Jerry, um, you know, we always support all of our communities out there. Um, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ+. Um, stop the Asian hate. Um, again, be nice out there. Be kind. Rewind. I am. I am starting Blockbuster. By the way, it's it's okay. It's okay, man. I started it. It's just for it's me. Okay. It, it, it hits okay. way differently, and it's not. It's no. not. Hitting. If you haven't checked TikTok recently, I sent you a video of a Blockbuster themed bar. That, yep, uh, you might want to check out. I want to check um, that out. I want to check Danny, that out. Danny Pena went to it. Oh, sick. Okay. Anyways, Is guys, that where but... you just like rent the drinks? So, yeah, you have, you have a yeah. Blockbuster card 
and you pick out <laughs> your drinks and they're all in like the original like VHS oh cases and stuff. Yeah, goodness. Cool. Oh my goodness. Cool. Yo, Theo, so send that to me too. It's cool. Send that to me. All right. Oh, Chase, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to see this. Oh, I feel Anyways. so old right now. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Ten and, ten and a half welcome. years <laughs> career. Yeah. The blockbuster. Matt was there forever. Um, yep. But again, be nice out there. Be kind. Rewind out there. Um, right now, again, as per usual, please be kind to the industry workers, the service workers, you know, retail, restaurants. They are in, they are in the deep of it right now. Like it is the end of Thanksgiving. So they get one week break before all the holidays start piling on top of them. So please just be nice to them. Be a little bit, have a little bit more patience, you know, it's just a little thank you because they are in the, the craziest times right now for them for the next three weeks. So please, 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 please for myself, for my, for my sake and for the others out there, please be nice. Be, Mm -hmm. be a little patient. And as always, my man, Theowalski, send it on home like you do. I'm just going to quickly piggyback on your uh, appreciate the services. Uh, be nice to those uh, Amazon delivery guys. That, that Them are, too, yes. Endless yes. runs to your house, as we all know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make sure you can throw it out there. Amazon. Shovel it up a little bit. Come on. Like, yep. You got to walk through hey, it. Threw down the, I threw down the rock salt. There you go. And boy. All right, y'all. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. Till next time, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Good night, everybody. This is the one was here for a second. <laughs> <laughs>